0: Welcome, podcast listeners, to Roll Radio, where each week we listen in as aspiring adventurers play the world's greatest role-playing game, Dungeons & Dragons. Join us as we travel to far-off Faerun, where we discover the Sword Coast in turmoil and in desperate need of heroes. Last time on Roll Radio, those guys... No... That's not going to work. Our party did some shopping to prepare for the next quest. It's a long journey to fire hammer hole. so important items needed to be procured. Items like twinkling pipeweed, a nice ball, not the glass kind, and of course, glitter. Because how else would you make a glitter bomb? At Delphins, Elric and the wizard bonded over nakedness, naked battles, and other uncomfortable topics before finally stocking up on some useful things like healing potions and other magical elixirs and scrolls. The party also showed the wizard their newly acquired treasure map that led to an old wizard's tower in the ancient High Forest. Upon seeing it, a grave look came upon his face. Delphin had been there before. He then told our heroes the tale of his epic battle, in that very tower, with the evil wizard Caraptus. Soft slaps were given, wizards took air baths, lines were crossed, senior discounts were not given. Finally, back at Ser the party made final preparations. Cullen attuned to his new spear, while Esmir squeezed in a music lesson. As well as some blood out of her body. Is the Lodestone Dark Magic GPS? And if it is, where's it pointing? What would Elric consider to be a bad date? Will Jerry write a song called Glitter Bomb? And will Dolphin have some clothes on the next time they visit? Somehow I doubt it. Well, who knows? Let's find out in this episode of Scourge of the Sword Coast!
1: You guys are fast asleep when you suddenly awake to the sound of someone calling your names. And you open your eyes and you're a little thrown off because it's still dark in your rooms. And then you hear Stina out in the hall. Wake up! The new day calls and Sir Istival has already left for the caravan gate. You don't want them to leave without you, do you? Get up, get up! Okay, all right, all right.
2: get up, put her clothes on. Does that man sleep? I rush up, I, I kick my feet over the side of the bed and scratch my head a bunch. What? Are we late? Yeah. What's going on?
3: I take it, Sturdystable's an early riser. Yeah, doesn't matter.
2: Grab my boots, run downstairs. Grab a piece of bacon off the plate. Oops, sorry,
1: Porky. <laughs> well, when you get downstairs, uh, you don't see the usual, you know, breakfast spread. But you do see uh, four bags on the table. And Stina says, There's no time for breakfast, but I put together
3: some snack bags for each of you. Just grab it and go. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for the lunch. You know, I had an uncle who used to do this. His name was McDonald. <laughs> <laughs> Little snack bags of sausages and biscuits.
1: Oh, and there's 50 gold in each bag. Sir Serstival said it was your per diem or something like that. Nice. And there's Excellent. also a potion of healing uh, that he got from dolphins in each of the bags for you.
2: So these, like, little, like, paper bags, like, with our names on them? Yeah. Our little lunch bags? It's our treaty
0: bags. It's our treaty bags. (laughs) Swag bag. Okay.
2: We grab them on the way out of the door with our backpacks. Does does each bag have a potion of healing in it? Yes. Oh, that would put mine up to
1: five instead of four. Yep. That's awesome. Right on.
0: Thank you very much, Stina.
1: You're welcome. And she walks you to the door and says... Your horses should be ready for you when you get to the stables. Okay. Now, good luck to you,
3: and please, bring Jack home safe. We shall. We sure shall. You can bet your lives on it. I bet my own. Thank you, and
1: I'll see you all when you return. And you guys, start to make your way to the stables through the quiet streets of Daggerford. The air is damp and cool, and the sky is just beginning to lighten from the rising sun.
4: Okay, um, guys, I'm not going anywhere until we get one of my buddies, and so I'm gonna pull out my gray bag of tricks. Guess who?
2: Badge Badge! Badge! Badge, yay! Badge, yay! We're like walking out the door, and all of a sudden this badger just comes popping out.
3: <laughs> it's, you, I can just Badge!
2: see this image
3: Esmeralda on her pony. With an owl on one shoulder and a badger on the back.
4: Yeah, exactly.
3: <laughs> and as you approach the stables,
1: uh, you guys see the portly man who runs the stables, Umbero, if you recall, uh, and he's limping along, leading a horse to the stables. And he sees you guys, and he waves. There you are. Good morning. Sup? Oh, morning. Very early Good morning. Good morning to you, too. We're here for our horses. What happened to your leg? What? Oh, my limp. Yes, well... When the weather is damp, my old circus injury flares up. Huh. You were in the circus? Yes, yes. Back in my younger days, I was a trick rider in the traveling circus. Yes, we traveled all over Faerun. And one time we stopped right here in Daggerford to perform for the Duke. And it was during that performance that I injured my leg. Well. I saw it as a sign that I should maybe settle down in Daggerford, and the Duke, well, he was kind and he gave me a job in his stables. And well, years later, here I am, running the Daggerford stables. Well, that's cool. What's this guy's name? What's your name, buddy? My name is Umbero. Well, better.
4: you used to be a clown in the circus? No, no, I, I was said? not
1: a clown. Oh. I was a trick rider. I rode atop majestic horses and performed amazing acts of balance and skill.
4: Oh, okay. Like a clown does.
1: No. No, like a trick rider. Oh, a trick rider.
2: Okay. A trick rider. Whatever. Clowns, <laughs> clowns gather into these little tiny
0: carriages
2: <laughs> by the tons.
0: It's amazing how many they can fit inside.
3: I tell you what's amazing. Estival's patience, let's get me off. Yes, yes, of course. Well, Sir Estival's
1: little helper came by earlier and asked me to prepare your mounts, and she paid your tab. Oh. So you're all settled, and your horses are ready to go. Oh, sweet. Cool. Thanks, Umbero. Oh, you're welcome. And be safe out there, my friends. And may Timona smile upon you as you travel. Okay, thank you. Oh,
4: you know she will, bud. You know she will. Bye-bye.
1: So you soon arrive at the caravan gate, and you find it to be a flurry of activity, right? And you uh, easily find Sir Istival near the caravan wagons, and he's talking to Lord Flotion and Dark Darktreader. And as you get closer, uh, you get a good look at the caravan. You count eight wagons with a pair of horses harnessed to each one. And about half the wagons are loaded with supplies, right? You see crates of tools and barrels of food. And then uh, the other wagons are full of people, right? There uh, you see commoners uh, and tradesmen, you know, people that are going to help fix up Jolka. And many of them acknowledge you as you trot by, right? Some of them nudge someone that hasn't noticed you yet, uh, and you hear whispers like, uh, uh, look, they're here, or they've arrived. And as you trot by, you also count about two dozen foot soldiers preparing to march alongside the caravan. And you also spot Lady Morwin, and she's talking to two soldiers uh, that are more heavily armored, and you suspect that they may be you know, higher-ranking soldiers. And as you near, she turns to you and approaches, right? And she says, before you leave, I would like to introduce you to my captains that will be in charge of the Daggerford soldiers during this expedition. And she turns to one and says, this here is Sir Ken. And he's an older gentleman, uh, but he's still buff and ruggedly handsome. And he wields a glaive. And he bows to you and says... It is an honor, good sirs and Lady Esmere. And Alric. he gives you kind of like an extra nod, right? Kind of like, yeah, we know what's up. A nod back, You're in the
3: glaive gang. You're <laughs> in the glaive gang.
1: The hot
4: glaive on glaive action.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then she turns to the other one. And this is Sir Jeff. And you see he's a younger soldier wielding a long sword and a shield. And he has a very, uh, serious or stern look. And he bows precisely to you and says, We are ready to serve and protect.
3: Cool, guys. Let's well, play- you'll be in charge of all these guards, I assume, so, uh, don't let us, you know, get in the way of you doing your jobs. But if you need any help, we'll be glad to lend a blade. Thank you. We shall keep that in mind. Now, if you'll excuse us,
1: we must prepare the soldiers. And then they uh, turn and uh, bow to Lady Morwen, and then they head into the caravan. And then uh, she turns to you guys, and she says, I would like to personally thank you for all you've done, and for what you're about to do here, and to let you know that I have arranged for a reward for your brave deeds. A sum of 200 platinum will be waiting for you upon your return. Wow, all Holy
4: right. Holy istivals, that's a lot that's of money. That's
1: very generous of you. Good luck on your journey and safe travels. And hopefully by the time you return, we will have this whole red wizard thing wrapped up. Right.
3: Hi.
4: Okay, and say hi to your girlfriend, Nazia. Does she make some sort of reaction when I say that?
1: Yes. <laughs> uh, she, she turns to you and gives you like a quizzical look. Did you just say, my girlfriend, Nazia? Are you speaking of the
3: Nazia that my brother is seeing? Oh. Wait a minute. The Duke is hooking up with Nazia? That's new information.
2: Yeah. Hence the carte
1: blanche when she uh, walked through the gates. Mm Mm-hmm. Is there something you're trying to tell me,
4: Do You do know that Nazia's a bad guy, right?
1: What do you mean, bad guy?
4: Okay. You know, she was going out with some dead people.
1: How does
3: one go out with a dead person?
4: Well, they weren't dead until they started dating her.
3: <laughs> we found the body of Alvin Gissen, and they were known to consort. Right. But we we also know that she was consorting
2: with the uh, guard who went nuts and right. then hung himself in the cell. Him too. So what we're trying to say, Lady Marwin, is... Keep your eye out if you want your brother alive much longer.
3: Well, I wouldn't say that, <laughs> that so sounds much, rather But I would definitely say keep an eye <laughs> yeah. on that
1: woman. Hmm. I have been wondering lately why my why my brother has become so so infatuated with a commoner.
4: Uh she's she is highly suspicious.
1: Yes. Well, I would heed your counsel and keep an eye out around this Nazia.
4: Keep them both out. Keep them both
1: out. <laughs> <laughs> and as you guys are discussing this with Lady Morwin, Sir Istival, Lord Flotion, and Dark Darktreader approach you guys. And they greet you, and Sir Istival says, Ah, good. Everyone is here. Now the caravan can get underway. And you guys also notice uh, Lord Flotion, he's like looking around. And he says, Where's Curran? He was quite involved in preparing this whole excursion i'm surprised he's not here hmm. i'm gonna i'm gonna
2: elbow esmere a little bit and kind of nudge towards their
1: conversation asking where Curran is and then kelson says well we can't wait any longer if the caravan is to reach the first camp we need to leave now and sir estival says yes i suppose you're right kelson Kern was probably up late last night making final preparations. Uh, he
3: probably just overslept. He will understand.
4: Okay, that doesn't sound... I don't know, this so
3: gives good. me a bad feeling in my stomach. Yeah. It's, uh, it's totally unusual that he wouldn't be here. Shouldn't we send someone to go check up on him real quick. And Sir Estival says, uh, he says, well, he wasn't going
1: along and and we can't delay the caravan any longer. But as soon as you leave, I will personally pay him a visit and make sure he's all right. Hey, send me a raven
3: if something's up, I'd be curious to know. Then Kelson
1: says, very well. All right. If there's nothing else, let us be off. We're burning daylight here. I'm going to bless this caravan and I'm going to stand <laughs> up in the back of the wagon in the middle of all eight. And I'm going to say my, my prayer. Okay, and Kelson uh, he rolls his eyes, and then he looks. Uh, he looks at an at an imaginary watch on his wrist. I'm <laughs> never gonna make it to that campsite.
0: Everybody, gather round! Gather round!
2: You see, <laughs> dear Agma, I channel you at this time to ask for your blessings over this caravan. And to ask that you (laughs) keep us safe from the treachery that may await us along our journey. And now we will say the Lord Ogma's Prayer.
0: (laughs) (laughs) O great Lord of knowledge,
2: O great Lord of truth, deliver us from ignorance and great balls of goof.
4: (laughs) (laughs) That's not too bad. Can everybody give us an a Battery, battery.
1: <laughs> 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 and after your prayer, uh, Sir Istval comes up to you guys, uh, and he says to you, Jake, uh, well said, Sir Jake. Thank you, Sir Istval. <laughs> now, good luck, and may Lethander's light guide you and Jack safely
3: home. Okay. Thank we'll you. get him. Thank you. We'll find him. We'll bring him mm-hmm. home.
4: Thanks, Isti, and I hug his leg.
3: <laughs> yes, yes, you, you're welcome, Esmea.
4: You're the best, Estee. Thank you. You're the best.
1: I'll see you soon. And he limps off, and then uh, Kelson trots his steed to the front of the caravan, and he waves his hand forward, and the caravan begins to move. Bucephalus, oh. we ride.
3: Onward! Up, uh, yip, yip.
1: And the people here in the grounds, they wave and they cheer as you guys head out. And as you ride out, a new day dawns as the sun peaks up over the horizon and you look back towards Daggerford and its walls begin to glow a brilliant orange as the sun bathes the land in its morning light.
4: So are we riding our horses next to the caravan?
1: Yes. So let me send you a map of the caravan that I made. Uh, this is how it's laid out. Uh, You see the eight wagons are lined up on the road here, and you can see there Kelson is on his horse uh, up front leading the caravan. And then uh, Sir Ken and Sir Jeff are also on horseback, one on each side of the train of wagons here. And then the soldiers, you see they're all on foot, and there are 22 soldiers lined up along the caravan, and they're split up, 11 on each side. So uh, where do you guys see yourselves riding along with the caravan? Where do you guys want
3: to be? Oh, I want to be up here where Ken is in Kelson. Okay. Um, I'm also thinking that... Um... I'm seeing myself more in the middle, okay. trying to... I don't I see anybody a... ambushing us from behind, you know.
2: Right, but they can from the side, so I figured that the middle is somewhere. I'll move up goes. towards the front as well.
4: Well, I think someone should be on the back.
2: That would be you. I'm on the side in the middle.
3: Hey, um, Elric. Yes. Why don't you why don't we ride next to Ken and Jeff? All right.
4: I'm also going to have He's not going to fly the whole time, even though he's a familiar, but I don't want him to get tired Mm because that's the way I think. I'm going to have him do recon probably like every half hour.
2: Okay. It's not a bad idea. I could uh, have Ray Ray do the same thing, alternating half hours. So Mm it's like every
1: half hour, there's a bird looking around. Okay, cool. (sighs) Like drones. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Alright, so go ahead and take your positions around the caravan. Just put your pogs where you want them to be. And uh, as you're riding along, uh, you guys quickly realize that you're not heading for the tradeway. Uh, Instead of heading west towards the coast, Kelson seems to be leading you east towards Mount Ilifar. And uh, this seems odd to you because you don't see any other roads uh, over there on your map. Uh-huh, okay, well, I'll just ride on up
3: there. I'll trot
2: on up there. Okay.
3: And just simply say, where are we going? I'm going to I'm gonna trot up there, too, so I can hear what he says. All right, so you ask Kelson why
1: you're not heading towards the tradeway, and he says, uh, he tells you, there is a uh, seldom used road that leads directly to the Flotion estate. Though the travel will be uh, a bit harder, it will cut our travel time by almost half and it will keep us more hidden from those who would prey upon a caravan. Okay, good idea. Good plan. My plan is to make it past my family's estate and make camp on the ridge above. Okay. Aye, we've camped there before. Yes, and our next camp should be atop the second ridge, and if all goes well and we make good time, our third camp should be within Jolkin's walls. Huh, okay, all right. All right, so you soon reach this alternate road and begin heading north towards the Delambier route. And, you know, everything's going smoothly so far, uh, so you should be at the ridge by mid-afternoon. Okay. So is anyone doing anything besides just, you know, trotting alongside the caravan during this this leg of the trip? Just kind of
2: riding along. I'm handing out uh, pamphlets for Ogma. You're handing out pamphlets? Yeah.
3: Hey. You know, they can't read, most
2: of them. That's why they're pictures. That's why they are. Oh, picture books of good things. People smiling. A picture picture of someone reading a book, but they don't know how to read. This is how you read, but we don't know how to read. I'll read it to them. Oh,
0: that's going to be a blast. (laughs) So, let me tell you about my friend, Um.
2: He'll be good to you if you're nice to me.
0: You see. <laughs> okay, then. Wow. Someone, someone, <laughs> someone one, time, oh, someone oh, one oh.
2: time referred to me as a conduit, I believe.
3: <laughs> you
2: sound like a creep. Clerics. be good you're good to me.
4: Clerics always teeter on the edge of creepiness.
1: <laughs> All right, so. So, um, by by mid-afternoon, you reach the outskirts of the Floshan Estate, and then you turn east towards the Delambier route and the first ridge. And soon you reach the base of the ridge and that switchback trail that leads to the top. And you guys pass your old familiar campsite. And there, still stuck in the ground, is the pike that held (laughs) up Cletus's head. But uh, you don't see Cletus's head anywhere. Uh -uh. Well, presumably some animal probably carried it off and ate it, or
3: something. No, it was that weird girl, you know? What weird girl? The one that tried to kill you. Oh, Clementine. (laughs) Yeah, she might have.
2: She might have. That hadn't occurred to me.
3: She's got in a box someplace. She was a weird one.
2: Yeah. Hopefully he wasn't reanimated.
1: Oh, great. Yeah, I had thought about that or cloned or something. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, now the caravan begins to head up the switchback trail. And you guys have been up and down this ridge several times already, right? Uh, but now with wagons, the trip up is a little more difficult and a lot slower. And at one point, about halfway up, there is a section that gets a little treacherous because it's succumbed to some erosion, right? And at this point, a wagon carrying supplies gets its rear wheel stuck in a crevice uh, that's been dug out by this erosion. And the caravan comes to a halt uh, as some folks try to uh, lift this wagon out of the crevice. And you watch as they try to do this, but they're having a hard time because it's so precarious on this this thin trail. And someone calls out, uh, it's it's too heavy. We're gonna have to empty the wagon.
3: I let me try. Let's let's, let's let's try. I ride back, okay? Let me try and lift this. I like a good challenge. Elric, give me a hand. I, and give me advantage. That I
2: shall do. I shall give you a hand. I shall.
0: Help you uh, push this cart. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right. Cullen, roll athletics with advantage.
3: Athletics. Oh, let me hit advantage. This is going to be awesome. Plus seven. Let's see how that goes. Mm-hmm. Please be good. <laughs> Put your back into it. <laughs>
1: Eighteen. All right. Nice. All right. So you two get in there, and together, yeah, uh, you get that card free.
0: Yeah. And
1: uh, the people around watching, they they're clapping and cheering. Yay! All right. Thanks. Yeah. Look at these guys.
3: I eat lots of protein. You know, fish. You know, I had a lot of fish. <laughs> you know, fish oil is good for you. <laughs>
4: And then I was, and I was watching them do that, and I was like, oh, that's cool, because I could have just levitated it, but that saves me a spell slot. It's cool, man. Mm, that's cool. You guys are tough guys.
1: <laughs> All right, so uh, the caravan begins moving again, and by the time you get to the top, uh, the sun is close to the horizon. And soon after, Kelson orders the caravan to stop and make camp. And uh, horses are then unhooked from their wagons, and uh, fires are started, and meals are prepared. And you see uh, Sir Ken and Sir Jeff uh, over there calling out orders to the soldiers, and they're uh, beginning to uh, assign uh, watches for the night. And uh, you also see that uh, Kelson has kind of started his own fire, kind of off to the side there, and he's there by himself grooming his horse so everyone is busy doing stuff what are you guys doing
3: let's see you know I, i'm gonna go over by uh, kelson dark Treader and um uh do you want to be alone or is a room around this fire for another sure company's fine good
2: i'm gonna join them okay and i'm gonna pull out my pipe of smoke monsters and uh (laughs) smoke monsters and blow smoke monsters okay cool so i want to know what his uh, so what did we learn about him again
1: in uh brief well you know that he is lord flotian's nephew his nephew okay uh but he's a half elf and he's that he's around 200 years old and that he's a ranger.
4: And he's really hot <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah but other than that you don't know much about kelson he's not uh, he's not big on talking right he's one of those quiet mysterious types
4: yeah
1: i'm going to well because it's the
2: end of the day and I, uh take the saddle off of bucephalus and brush him down groom him and do all the things you need to do with the horse after you've been riding it all day okay cool oh and i'm going to send ray ray out on a just a big circle on the perimeter just to keep flying around until it gets until it gets too dark to see, then
1: he'll land. Okay, sounds good.
4: Um, I'm going to I'm going to go around and give everybody an up and down, see if there's anybody I think looks kind of fishy.
1: Okay, and
4: then I'm saying like, Badgy, Bad Badgy, you go sniff around too. Tell me if you think that someone smells fishy. And then I'm going to make my way towards Kelson. Okay. As I'm giving people the up and down. I'm doing it like, you know, when you're at a wedding and the bride and groom come around, Mm. and they're like, oh, hey, thanks for coming. (laughs) I'm gonna do one of those.
3: (laughs) Just work your way through the crowd.
4: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I'm gonna give everybody the up and down.
1: Okay, cool. All right, so Esmir, uh, you make your way through the caravan and you look around right you're checking everything out and you uh, can see that the commoners have made their own area and they're sitting around a fire talking and laughing and you see that the soldiers uh, that are not on watch are you know they're resting or sleeping until it's their turn to take watch and you see sir ken and sir jeff are sitting next to their own fire and they're talking and preparing their gear and so you give everyone the up and down as you make your way up to to, to Kelson's campfire, and you don't see anyone who gives you any uh, bad vibes or looks fishy.
4: Okay, so I'm gonna go up to Kelson. Hey, Kelson, I'm gonna sit really close to him. Okay. And then I'm going to um, I'm gonna show him my doll. Hey, this doll here, she's real special. We use her as a lookout. I'm gonna put her in the in the trees over here. If you hear something go, teeny in the middle of the night, then you know there's bad guys around coming.
1: Huh? What a strange magical trinket. <laughs> I've never seen anything so wondrous and yet so creepy at the same
3: time.
0: <laughs> right? Yeah. Right?
1: I, it's good for a lot of things.
3: Esmeralda has lots of little tricks up her sleeve.
4: Hey, Kelson, Kelsey. Yes. Isn't that your house down there?
1: You mean the Floshen estate? Yeah. Well, I am the grandson of Elorf and Darfloshan, and that is my family's estate, but I don't really see it as my house. Mm. Especially now that Darfin's sister, Shalendra, has returned. Mm. Last time we saw each other, she made it
3: quite clear that she wanted nothing more to do with me. Mm. Hey, why, why does she have hard feelings against you? Pardon me if you said and I've forgotten. Well, quite simply, it's because of my mixed blood.
4: Hmm. Right. She's kind of like one of those elfies are the besties kind of people. So she's a racist.
1: Well, she has been unable to let go of her resentment towards humans ever since they drove out the elves of the north. And seeing as I'm half human, she sees me as part of the problem. Uh. But... She has made her teal for return and wishes to atone for her past and start anew, and mm. I I hope this is true. For once when we were young, we were the best of friends, and well, I miss those days. Huh.
4: Whoa. What's up with her? She sounds a little you know hey, do you know what I how I feel about coinky dinkies?
1: <laughs> yes, I remember that conversation.
4: Okay. Isn't it a coinky dinky that the cousin lady, whatever she is, comes back right when all this turmoil is happening in the Sword Coast?
1: Well, she may have her issues, but I don't think she would get involved with the Red Wizards.
4: But doesn't it give you the neck tingles a little bit?
1: Well, no, for when it comes down to it, she is still a Flotion.
4: You're a ranger, bro. You know you got the neck tingles.
1: <laughs> well, I'm not gonna get involved until Darfin meets with her and sorts things out, and until she wishes to see me, I'm, well, I will keep my distance. But hopefully, the time she spent on the Green Isle has softened her heart. I.
4: Or just made her more crazy.
1: Well, I hope that's not the case.
4: I'm voting for more crazy. I, I'm gonna go uh, you for more always crazy. go
1: for more crazy <laughs> 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 and then uh, uh, Kelson stands up and he says I'm gonna I'm gonna take a walk around the perimeter and then turn in We've got a long day tomorrow and yeah. I want to be underway at first light okay so good night okay and he uh, grabs his longbow and he walks off into the darkness all right and you look up and you see that the sky is now full of stars and the the flurry of activity around the caravan, you know, has calmed down. Uh, So is there anything else you guys would like to do before you turn in?
3: Are you over here with me, Elric, and Dark Treader?
1: Yeah,
2: I was thinking actually of moving off to the side just a little to give Kelson his space and then start my own little fire. Okay. Oh, two little fires. It's not a big one, just a little one. I I, I respect a a loner, so I'm not gonna crowd him, so. All
3: right, I'll join you. It will be nearby. Casey needs a hand. Okay, that's cool. I'm gonna go and talk to Sir Ken. Okay. Sir Ken. No, Sir Cullen. What can I do for you? When, when, uh, when the third shift comes on, have him wake me. I'll keep him company. Are you sure? I have plenty of soldiers aside on watch. Aye. But
4: we have trust issues.
1: <laughs> well, an extra
3: set of eyes can't hurt. I have these magical goggles. I can see into the dark. What? See in the dark? Check it out. That's pretty neat.
1: (laughs) All righty. He he takes your goggles, he checks them out, and he puts them on, and then he looks around, and he's like, Wow, that's amazing. You
3: adventurers have the coolest gear. It was expensive. I had to kill a lot of gnolls to get this.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I think I might want to do a balance of harmony before I go to bed, just to check out my new scale okay, and see if the area around us is, uh, if there's any evil in the area or not. (laughs) Right, right. Okay. So I'm going to put away my uh, my, um, pipe of smoke monsters. I'm going to try this. Look at this.
1: And I get a couple of like the, you know, um, the locals to gather around. Okay. So some folks gather around and they curiously watch you as you set up these scales.
2: Yeah. And then I I explain, like, see this pan? With these symbols, if it weighs down on this side, it means all is well and we can all get a good night's rest. If it weighs down on this pan... We're all gonna die. <laughs> best prepare for... Best prepare for... Treasure. And... um. I'm going to get down and I'm going to take out my little vial of holy water and I'm going to sprinkle some in each pan and
1: uh, see how it affects. See what way it tips. Okay. So you sprinkle some holy water in each pan uh, and everyone waits with bated breath to see what happens. And you all watch as the scales sit perfectly still. Hmm. And you hear some whispers in the crowd like, is something supposed to happen? And I don't see anything, do you? And you even hear someone say, this is dumb. (laughs) And then suddenly the scales begin to move and they begin to tip towards the fiendish side and the crowd goes, ooh. But then the scales, they start to tip the other way and they tip towards the celestial side and everyone goes, ah. (laughs) And Jake, you then uh, place your hand on the center part of the scale and you concentrate. Right. And what do I learn? You learn that there is a fae creature very close by. Ooh. And you turn towards where you sense this creature, and you see Esmir. <laughs>
2: Esmir
4: waves, <laughs> hi guys.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so are they more impressed now? Yes, they are. They're like,
1: whoa, but you know. Commoners—they're easily impressed by magic. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's you important.
2: see, I told you it wasn't so dumb.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and so we leave our heroes settling in after their first day escorting the caravan. With the wise ranger, Kelson Darktreader, along with Sir Ken and Sir Jeff, our party can rest easy, knowing that they're in good company. But anything can happen out in the Dallenbeer Vale. Will the night be uneventful? Or will there be some sort of random encounter? Does Cullen really have an uncle named MacDonald? What kind of prayer ending goes, hey batter, hey batter, hey batter? And why do clerics always teeter on the edge of creepiness? Well, who knows? Tune in next time to find out on Roll Radio!
1: Hey everyone, thanks for listening to Roll Radio. Alright, so the party has left Daggerford and are on the road again, uh, this time doing a little escort mission to Jolkin. Now, in the Sword Coast module, the story of Jolkin is left pretty much open-ended, and I felt that since Jolkin was really the start of this whole adventure, that it should continue to play a part in it, and of course, the citizens of Jolkin are still a part of the story, right? You know what happened to the to what happened to them, and so now that the party is going to be uh, traveling for over a week, I needed to figure out what I was going uh, what was going to happen along the way, right? Because I didn't want to just um, do random encounters the whole trip, which is what I did the first time they uh, came this way. Uh, So this time I wanted to have uh, pre-made encounters. So um, I was like, okay, where do I put those? So there are three towns on the way to Firehammerhold. There's Jolkin, Secumber, and Illuven. So I decided that I was going to have three encounters at or around each of these uh, places to break up the journey. And each encounter will be something different for both the players and myself. It should be fun. So, yeah, this is this was a short episode. If you didn't notice, Uh, I was having a hard time um, kind of fitting it in, you know, where to fit it in, fitting it into either the previous episode or the next episode. And it just wasn't fitting right. So I decided to just uh, leave it uh, as its own uh, kind of piece. I kind of pictured it like a short travel montage in a film as the heroes start their big quest. And this caravan is one of those three encounters that I have uh, planned uh, on the way to Firehammerhold, Because, you know, the caravan is a classic way to travel in any fantasy game. Uh, not just for the encounters, but also for the role-playing with the various NPCs that they're traveling along with. And, you know, we met two new NPCs in this episode, uh, Sir Ken and Sir Jeff, who are named after two of our Roll Radio patrons. Yeah, I thought that would be fun. Uh, So I'm going to try and keep doing that uh, as the story continues. And if you'd like to join us in this adventure, think about becoming a patron. Head over to RollRadio.com and click the link. There's lots of content that gets cut out, uh, but is available to our patrons. I think between uh, this episode and the previous episode, there's like 40 minutes of bonus stuff that I cut out. So check it out. And also, you'll uh, at uh, RollRadio.com, you'll find a link to Sirenscape.com, where you can find soundscapes for your game. Want your players to feel like they're riding along in a caravan? Yep, it's there. Immerse your players in the story with music and sound effects from Sirenscape.com. And of course, the story we're playing is Scourge of the Sword Coast by Wizards of the Coast. All right, everybody, thanks again for listening, and tune in next time when the team gets a visit from some old foes.